Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. So glad to have you join me today as we continue in the book of Romans. Now, yesterday we looked at the foundational chapter, chapter one, as the Apostle Paul is building this argument about how we all lack the righteousness of God. We have this great need to, to stand in righteousness before God, and there's nothing we can do on our own to, to have it. We've all ruined that. And uh, this argument continues through chapter two and through chapter three. And so uh, I want to zero in on an aspect of the argument in chapter two, as Paul is, uh, he is calling into question those who think that they potentially are morally superior than others, but really they end up engaging in the same kind of activities as others. And uh, there, there's one verse uh, that I, I want us just to focus in on. It's almost like a a sub-theme within the larger argument that Paul is making. In that verse, it's chapter 2, and it's verse 4. If you look here, as Paul is speaking to those who are listening and who are presumptuous about their standing before God, here's this one verse, and, and I want us to consider what it means for us in light of the great argument of Romans, but, but in this kind of micro-theme right now in our lives as those who desire to live the ancient way in our modern day. And so here's what we have. Romans chapter two, verse four says, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Let me read it again. This is the only verse we're gonna look at today. And so we've got time to slow down a little bit on, on this one verse and just allow it to really capture our attention. It says, or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? Let's just begin by examining the character of God in this, in this verse. It speaks about God's character in in light of God's actions and, and so God's actions are his kindness his forbearance or long suffering and, and his patience this is a picture of God dealing with us in our sin and doing so not with this automatic I am going to crush you not with this overwhelming sense of I am here to judge you but rather it's God his dealing with us in our sin is it's with kindness. He, he's, he's gentle with us. He's, he's patient with dealing with our, on our sin, not because he's okay with our sin, but because in his kindness, that there's something bigger working than just us pursuing sin. This kindness that he shows toward you and toward me in our sin, it's a kindness that results in something. What is, it re, that it re, what is the result, the intended result? not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. His kindness leads us to repentance. When he is gentle with us and he is patient with us, when we are being stubborn and selfish and hard-hearted, he is doing this so that we will, we will look up from our sin and see, oh my, oh my word, God could and should crush me right now because of my rebelliousness. We just saw in the previous chapter that we have all of this sinful activity. We've, we have 
have unrighteousness and ungodliness. We have suppressed truth. Our, our minds have become futile. Our hearts have become darkened. We have exchanged the, the glory of God, the immortal God, for the created beings. And so we've been led in all of these wicked actions. When we realize that, we should say, oh my goodness, I, I stand judged and condemned. God has every right to, to crush me, but he hasn't. He, he has been so kind. He has shown forbearance and he has demonstrated his patience all of these years of my wickedness and my rebellion. When we come to that conclusion, we see that God has been kind to us in our sin. That moment of realization, that is the moment that leads us to repentance. This changing of mind, this changing of life, this changing of morals, this changing of direction. Instead of thinking in futility and instead of having wicked, evil, darkened passions and desires, we now think according to God's word. And we have, we have a heart of gratitude because of his kindness toward us. This repentance is a turning in a different direction. I was walking this way and now I'm going the opposite direction. I was living my life going, aim, aiming everything at the world and now I'm living my life aiming everything ultimately toward Christ. This is how God's kindness works in our life. And I would add, this is how our kindness can work in the lives of others. When you are belittled or you are attacked or you are mocked, and oftentimes our knee-jerk reaction is to defend ourselves and, and to come down hard on the other person. But, but let's just remember God has shown us kindness when he could have crushed us. That gives us the ability to show kindness to others and hopefully lead them toward repentance. See, isn't God's kindness incredible? Isn't God's kindness an overwhelming gift, even in the middle of this argument, Romans 1 through 3, as, it, as Paul is detailing how we lack righteousness, we lack right standing with God, and yet God has been kind. You know, I encourage you today, the ancient way for our modern day, as this video comes to a conclusion, when we turn this off, will you, will you do two things? Will you just stop and thank God for his kindness? And will you, will you ask God to lead you in repentance? Will you, will you recognize his kindness toward you even as you've been engaged in whatever sin maybe has been capturing your attention right now? And will you allow this moment of remembering his kindness ultimately displayed in Jesus' death for our sins and resurrection to give us life? Will you turn from your sin? Will you turn from your wickedness? Will you turn from your selfishness, from your greed, from your lust, from your pride? And will you turn toward the love of God expressed in the Savior Jesus Christ? This is our ancient way for the modern day.